With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello everybody and uh, welcome to Late Night Football. It's finished Manchester United 2. Uh, sorry, Manchester United 0. Manchester City 2. Uh, I wish it was the other way around. But no, it's, it's Manchester United 0. Manchester City 2. Another League Cup final for Manchester City. They're fourth in a row now. And uh, a wonderful performance for Manchester City. It has to be said beautifully uh, played, tactically outplayed uh, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer uh, to secure the win goals from uh, John Stones and uh, Fernandinho. I mean, you would, normally don't expect those the, those to be the two names who score the goals. And I think that in some way illustrates the issues that Manchester United had today. But those are the scorers and that was uh, and, and they you know got the win for, for Manchester City. Um, it was interesting, a few points here, tactical points. And the first thing for Manchester City, Manchester City's point was they played without a traditional number nine. They, they had Sterling, Marius, Foden and De Bruyne as their front four uh, of sorts, you could say. And uh, neither of them traditional strikers. They kept interchanging. All four of them kept interchanging, by the way. Uh, so you had De Bruyne sometimes swapping up on the left, sometimes swapping on the right. Uh, Sterling was switching between right and center. Marius was switching between uh, right and center. So I think Foden probably was the only one who was more or less left or central. But um, I think he probably had clear instructions of what he wanted to do against, against Van Bissaka. But the other uh, three were more or less interchanging. Sometimes Foden would come into the center as well. Um, but it was it was wonderful. It kept United guessing on their toes because United didn't know who to pick up, who to mark. There were so many occasions when they were being, uh, you know, overloaded on on one side, you know, and, and having so many issues. But the two goals both came from set pieces because because of the lack of a number ten, they didn't have a focal point. So every time they were trying to put crosses in, they didn't have the height to score. They were trying to get through balls too, but they didn't have that that you know that one person who could run through a channel. So they didn't create a lot of clear cut chances. De Bruyne had one shot of the post. I think that was probably the best chance of the game. Aside from the goals for City, I don't, I don't, I can't think of too many other clear-cut opportunities. I mean, they were long way in speculative shots, and you know, a few, uh, you know, chances where uh, there could have been, if, if the better touch was better or the pass was better, those chances. But there were no clear-cut chances that were created. But both goals came from set pieces, and the issue with the lack of number ten is that they didn't have a focal point. But on the other side, on the flip side, what where where I think Ole Gunnar Solskjaer lost this game, and he lost this game because he started with Maguire and Lindelof, and I actually expected Maguire and Bayek to start for two reasons. One is you know the defense looks a lot more solid when those two start, but also Lindelof hasn't played in a while, so you know in such a big game, I you know why would you even want to risk uh, bringing on a player who's unfit? And I, I can't, I'm trying to rack my brain. The only the only explanation I can come up with, the only rational explanation that I could have come up with, was that Bayek has played three or four games in a row. And he's a walking injury, uh, uh, you know, waiting to happen. So you try to take him off. But then I'm thinking the next game is against Watford. He's not going to play that anyway. And then he's got a week off until he plays Burnley. So, you know, why why would you want to do that? And I, I I think he got that wrong. And I said this before. I said, Ollie, I'm not Oli out. But every time he keeps trying to, you know, have his favorites, he has his favorites. And every time he tries to show blatant favoritism, it pushes me further and further away uh, from, you know, from backing him because I can't, I can't, you know, I, in good conscience, I cannot even think of any, any good reason. There's no good reason for why he had to do that. Other than the fact that, you know, as I've said, he's, he's got this issue that Maguire has got the armband. So he's got to start him and you can't drop Lindelof because Lindelof is actually better than Maguire. So you can't drop Lindelof. So you've got to start him. So, you know, you, he's, he's in the situation where he's got to start uh, picking both of those two players. And the butterfly effect of that is a, 
it push it makes it makes the fullbacks they've got to then come a little bit closer inside they've got to tuck inside because they can't play wide because Maguire and Lindelof need protection the midfield has to also drop deeper because again you know they have got to protect the, these two because you know they don't want to be overrun these two themselves they play very deep right and so again so it makes the whole back six if you will it just makes them so narrow and so tight that there's a, it just kills them as an offensive force and when you play by what happens is or any fast enough i mean it could have been axel twanzibi today but he still you know for some reason axel twanzibi had the game of his life against psg but apparently that's not good enough to get starts he's he's not he's not he's only started one game since then by the way at center half he's only started one game since then and that was against istanbul in the champions league so that's that's what you get right uh, you know so so basically you have those six there if you play by you can then uh, you know a it allows van bissaka and luke shot be full backs as opposed to being center halves they can then push a little bit forward because bai has got the pace to cover and so maguire is not scared of somebody running behind him because he knows bai is there to cover so they can go a little bit forward further forward the midfield can go a little bit further forward because again they don't have to cover for two you know slow donkeys at the back and then you've got and and, and that creates a better link up play between uh, the midfield and the attack the other side the other issue also is that remember the united don't have a lot of pace in this team they start bruno and pogba in their front four uh, along with rashford and marcial marcial doesn't have a lot of pace either for some reason he's He's not the pacey winger that he used to be. I think as a striker, his pace is kind of limited for whatever reason. Uh, Rashford is the only one who has blistering pace. So when they go a little bit forward, their lack of pace is not as is not an issue because they're playing further forward of the field, so they don't have to you know run as much. Whereas if you're playing deep, essentially what's happening is is you've got to use more pace, you've got to use more energy to just get out the field. And and you know so many times when there were breaks were on, uh, you know there were breaks on, and and uh, Pogba just couldn't get to the ball because you know you see so slow. Martial was too deep, so he couldn't run turn and run. Bruno. Was, you had nobody you know forward to aim for i mean and again this is not to absolve anyway i thought bruno had a poor game i thought uh, I, i don't think anyone had a had a really good game i think at best you could probably say maybe six sixes out of tens um for most of the players i don't think anyone had a good game but i thought bruno was shocking today um i thought uh, i thought probably the front for probably rashford is the only one who comes out with any kind of credit from that game uh, and that's and that's little bit because because he has the pace so he could he actually troubles zinchenko a couple of times but i mean nobody else and that's, and that's a little bit of credit i wouldn't even give i wouldn't even go so far as saying he was he was you know you you you're basically saying he was probably the better of the bad bunch right that that's what he was not even the best of the bad bunch he was the better of the bad bunch or a good among among bad among a bad bunch i mean that's it's an absolutely shocking offensive performance but they were in part hindered because both mctominay and fred had to sit deep because they were trying to protect those four behind him so it's a butterfly effect a ripple effect that happens just because of one change that he made which is he brought in lindelof for bay and, and and hopefully and if you've seen this before uh you know we saw this against sevilla we've seen this against chelsea the issue is um you know this uh, it, it they don't they don't and they're not bad in that they make constant mistakes but a it affects the team offensively and b they're always prone to this odd concentration lapse and in in cup games that affects you because you know it happened against sevilla as well united were actually pretty good in that game offensively but then you know two lapses in concentration and you know it's two goals and and they've lost the game again today same thing two lapses in concentration two goals game over and so you need a defender in there who can you know who cannot make those lapses in concentration and even if those lapses happen uh you know somebody can come in and and maybe you know cover for that but i mean that's uh yeah it's it's, it's gone as four straight semi final defeats as well for first oligana socha and he's got to be thinking what what do i've got to do but this one's totally on and this one's totally his fault uh talking about city though i think we have to talk a little bit about manchester city i thought the first goal was interesting because um it was actually an error from three players and that you know uh, mctominay uh, shaw and maguire were around uh, stones 
Uh, McTominay has got to do better in seeing what's behind him. He had no idea that Stones is behind him and he's looking forward. You could kind of maybe absolve him a little bit, maybe because he's not got eyes at the back of the head. So that's okay. But still, he should have been aware. Shaw was actually looking straight at uh, Stones. And for some reason, he left him and decided not to mark him. I don't know what happened there. But he's got to be aware that there's a player in front of him. And he's got to get ahead of him rather than allowing him to run off of him. But the biggest culprit, again, was Harry Maguire because Maguire actually let the ball go through him. He, he gets to the ball and then he just decides, I think for some reason, he forgets. He thinks that there's nobody behind him. He just leaves it. And, and for what, I, I don't know what's going through his mind. I really don't know what's going through his mind that he says, you know what? It's okay. I'm just leaving this one. And, and he just goes like that. And I, I was like, what, what are you trying to do? What, what was, what, did you, do you not realize that there's somebody behind you? He's a defender. He's supposed to be a defender. He's supposed to be a leader of that back line. I mean, that's, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's so many issues there. And, 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 he, and Stones didn't even, he just, basically the ball just hits him, right? So that he doesn't even know what's happening. The ball just hits him and it just goes in. Um, you know, it's, it's just shocking, terrible defending, terrible, terrible defending. And I mean, once, and, you know, once they got that goal, I thought United did nothing throughout the game, by the way. They had no clear-cut chances. There was absolutely, at no point did I think, you know, United are going to score a goal. They, they never looked like scoring a goal. And once that first goal went in, I was like, this is it, game's over. Because, uh, you know, you've got 40 minutes, but there's nothing. Uh, there's not. There's nothing. There's literally nothing that that, that, that United have been creating. And uh, maybe he could have made changes earlier as well, Solskjaer. Maybe he could have brought in Daniel James or uh, Greenwood earlier because they needed that pace on the break, something to make the defenders think. But, I mean, he, you know, again, he was, he was so scared. And, again, this goes back, he was so scared of being broken upon. Um, you know, at that back line. And that's why he left that 4-2, those six players, because he, he was so scared of going 2-0 down and losing the game at that point, you know, because he knew 2-0 game was over, right? So he was trying to make sure that they got to the last 10 minutes with, with 1-0 and try and maybe do something. But then, but by then it was too late. City were already in it. So, I mean, it's it's difficult. It's it's in some ways, I mean, I don't like to use the word, but in some ways it is small-time game management. I, I think they, they have that issue. But, I mean, a, a few notes here, I think, to, for, the, for, for the future. I think one, hopefully... And, I, and I'm not holding out hope for this, but I hope, I hope, I hope, I hope that this is the end of Maguire-Lindelof as a, as a centre-back partnership, uh, you know, as a number one centre-back partnership. I'm sure we'll see them in a few games when, you know, there's need to be rotations and things like that. But I really hope in the big games, I hope this is the end of Maguire-Lindelof because, uh, I mean, you cannot get more empirical evidence now to suggest that these two need to be broken up. These two can't play together. They can't do it. The issue, I think, is that Solskjaer is trying to dodge, deciding who he wants to pick as his number one, because he knows on merit, Lindelof has to be number one. But he knows that the, he's given the armband to someone, and, and that guy is, is you know, he's, he's got to play him. So he's, and, and that guy carries a lot of cachet. So at the moment, he's, he's just deferring that. He's got to grow a set, and he's got to decide. He's got to pick one of them, and he's got to stick with them, and it's being, but, but both of them together really should not be uh, the number one partnership. Whether it's by, whether it's Swansea you know, Twansi will probably start against Watford. Let's hope he puts in a good performance. Uh, you know, and maybe stakes a claim. Really, honestly, but uh, it, it's 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 maddening. It's 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 saddening to see that because uh, you know, I mean, it's, it's just, it, not seeing United would have won this game. I thought City were the favourites. I thought City were going to win this game at the start, but to not create anything, to not be able to do anything, and just because of one small tactical change, one small personal change that he made. I think that's a little bit disappointing, but I think that's hopefully the end of that. I think it should also be the end of any, and I've, I've been saying this constantly that I don't think United are in a title challenge. They're not challenging for the title. They're in a tough for race. And I think this game again proves why, because against the smaller teams, United have enough quality up front to get away with, with the results, to get away with playing badly. But against the big teams, against the Spurs, the the, the Chelsea's, the Cities, the Liverpool's, and I include Chelsea in that. I know they're going through a bad form, but they're still in that. Uh, not title based, but they are a big team against these teams, even Arsenal for that matter, they're the form team now, even Arsenal, I think against the top, against the other big six teams, 
they're not they, they don't have the quality to win games they just don't and, and they're not going to win those games so you're looking at those points getting dropped and they're going to need liverpool and city and whoever else to drop points for them to win the title that's not happening so i mean you know, i think i i think i think i think this game proves why united are not are not title challengers why they're not going to win the title so and hopefully now this ends all talk of a title challenge hopefully for now we're not going to get that anymore hopefully because they're going to lose to liverpool when they go to anfield they're going to lose that game that, that's quite obvious i think if they play this way they're going to lose that game um and they are going to play this way he is going to play lindelof and maguire because solskjaer is afraid of making and this is the thing he's afraid of making a decision he's like, just like he's afraid of making a decision on pogba he doesn't want to alienate him and he doesn't want to you know put him offside so he's kind of picking him and playing him in a position that he clearly can't play um you know it's a compromised position where he's playing um you know and he's and he's doing that because he and he's done well i'm not saying he's not done well he's done well but it's a position that he's playing because he doesn't want to play him in you know because he doesn't really want to play him in those in his natural position because he's not good enough to play in his natural position so he's got this compromise thing going right now but in big games it's going to show up like it showed up today it's going to show up in in against liverpool as well it's going to show up other, other against other teams as well and so they're not going to win the title for that reason um but i think those, those i i i mean i i i don't know whether united are going to do any kind of business in the transfer window i honestly don't know um i i i hopefully they'll bring in a center half or a winger but i i don't think they're going to bring either i mean they've got diallo in now uh, hopefully that that deal will go through without a hitch but uh, I, i don't see any major business happening uh, but on the other side for city i think we have to talk about city i think city were absolutely excellent today uh, the lack of a number 9 uh, playing without number 9 that might come back to haunt them against bigger teams against teams that have a better attack maybe um but otherwise it looks solid i think the one thing that we never associated with city and the purpose defensively solid but today they look defensively solid i think ruben diaz has made a massive difference to this team the way he is conducted things i mean that's you know maybe marcus rashford can take no oh, sorry no mark harry maguire can take notes from that and you know from ruben diaz ruben diaz actually by the way was one of the alternatives uh, when harry maguire was signed he was actually one of the one of the players that united were looking at but ultimately they went with uh, harry maguire because he's english and uh, you know he apparently he's captain material but whatever uh ruben diaz was absolutely excellent today i think he looked very very good i think you know we talked about the death of the number 10 and all of that and and quite frankly you know today two teams have shown that the number 10 is not dead uh you know it's making a comeback and we've seen the double pivot back as well both teams have with the double pivot by the way today 4 2 3 1 uh you know which you know which again people were talking like that's probably over and stuff but no it's not it's back again it's a little bit different from the usual double pivots that we've seen in the past with two cdms it's not two cdms it's one cdm and one a roving midfielder kind of thing but we're seeing that back again i think more and more teams will start adopting that now because it's an effective way to stop other teams from breaking on you when you have two defensive midfielders as opposed to just one um and, you know and then you have a number 10 who's not going to be a traditional number 10 where he's too obvious just to pass and, and not do much but actually coming tracking back you know uh, helping out in defense and a lot of teams in bayern have used that to get effect last season so i think we're seeing that again now we're starting to see it's, it's an evolution of a role but that role is not over yet it's not dead yet it's still there Uh, I thought City used that perfectly today, and uh, I thought tactically they were spot on. Um, uh, you know, it's interesting as well to see right at the end, 80, 87th, 88th minute of the game, right? United are trying to chase the game. There are four players in their own box. There are four players in their own box. Ian Henderson is, you know, he's, he's collected the ball. He's trying to pass it. He's got four players in his own box. That's how deep United were playing. Even at two 0 down, even trying to win a game, that's how deep they were playing. I mean, it's it's just madness to think, and, and against a team that apparently doesn't have a number ten, number nine. but i think the biggest observation for me for manchester city is now i think um you know they you, you got to say that the quadruple is on at this point because i mean they they the one one been away from the league cup i mean it's mourinho it's tottenham but i mean they, they look like they since that defeat to tottenham they've actually kind of tightened up they've kind of changed the tactics a little bit they've looked much more sharper much more solid i mean there's four months to the game so things can change but 
um, you you would have to think that they, they they've got a good chance of getting that league cup. Um, I I fully expect Liverpool to throw away the FA Cup. At, if not against Villa, they'll do it in the next round. But they'll do it because uh, I think they're just uh, they're just knackered. I think Klopp just is like I, I just want to win the league and the Champions League. I don't want anything and any other distractions. So I think he's probably going to throw the FA Cup. Uh, I fully expect that to happen. If he does, then you've got Liverpool and City have got a pretty straight run um, uh, towards the FA Cup because uh, in current form, I can't see too many teams competing with them. Um, so you've got to say that they've got they've got a big chance there uh, and the league. At the moment, they, if they win their two games in hand, they will be top of the. They will be ahead of Liverpool. Uh, so you know, and then I don't see United anywhere near there. So you've got to say again that they've got a very good chance of winning the league as well. As long as they can keep up this form, I think they can win the league as well. And then it's the Champions League. And with this system that they've now applied, they look much, much more defensive solid, which has been the issues over the last three, four years. Is their defense has let them down? But look, right now it looks like the defense is holding firm. So they've got that. And they generally do get easy draws in cup competitions anyway. In the FA Cup, the Champions League, they generally get easy draws anyway. So you can easily see them. You can see them now uh, maybe avoiding those kind of mishaps that they've had and actually going and winning uh, the title, uh, the Champions League title this season. Well, I, it's, it's a long way to go. I'm not saying they're going to do the quadruple. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying it's, it's a very real possibility and a really, really good chance. I think this is probably their best chance uh, in, the, in the Pep era of doing, of doing the quadruple. They can do it this season. If there's any season that they can do it, this season probably is, is one where they can think about doing it because I think all the stars are kind of aligning in their way. So, but we'll see what happens. There's a long, long way to go uh, yet. But uh, you, you you could put a bet on, on City. I think it's, it's worth putting a bet on City if you were a gambling man. I'm not. <laughs> so, uh, but anyway, uh, but anyway, congratulations to Manchester City fans. Uh, congratulations to Manchester United fans. I think it was, a, it was a it was a very good game for Manchester City. I think United just weren't in it. They never competed. Uh, maybe that was because City are that good. Maybe because United were that bad. We don't know. Uh, uh, maybe it's a bit of both, really. I think I think, uh, I think this team is 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 uh, you know I mean City are a team that their position doesn't really talk, their current position doesn't really talk about uh, how good they've been over the last few weeks. I think ever since I suppose they've been really really good, um, and I think we're now starting to see City kind of getting into motion, kind of clicking into gear and going ahead and 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 steamrolling everyone probably maybe. Um, but with Manchester United, I think the position doesn't tell how they play. They've actually been pretty poor in all of the games. I think most of the games, I can, you can probably count on one hand or you know the number of good games they've had this season. They've they've skipped out wins, they've icked out results here there, you know. But they've not actually been that good this season. So I think that that I think this might be the start of a downward spiral now for United. That's always the the, the fear with United, isn't it? One loss and everything comes crashing down. Maybe that will happen. Maybe not. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, but anyway, commiserations to United fans. Congratulations, City. We've now got a Clarabao Cup final to look forward to in April. So we'll see how that one goes. But thank you for watching. Uh, take care. Please smash like if you enjoyed this uh, video. And please uh, subscribe to the channel if you're new. So, you know, we can continue to grow this uh, channel and uh, continue to produce videos for you and for your enjoyment. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.